0: Welcome to The Doe, where Cash is queen and we hardly know her, but we're still here figuring her out together. Because y'all, season two is here, okay? Hosted every week by me, Maya. Remember, I'm going to be talking to all types of people about their relationship to money. Reality stars, entrepreneurs, financial experts, and even some of my own friends. Basically, anyone who will get real with me about their dollars. How they make money, how they spend it, and how they save it. Because I'm trying to retire early, people. Season 2 of The Dough is out on March 21st, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. Hi, I'm Jess Leahy, and you're listening to Good Kids. I am a writer, I am a teacher, and I am a speaker, and I'm going to talk about preventing substance abuse in kids. You know, if someone was to come up to me and say, what kind of childhood did you have? I would say it was idyllic. I I lived uh, in a beautiful little town with town forest behind our house and I had a horse and I could run around and half the time my parents had no idea where I was. And it was just, it was really, really lovely. So within this rather idyllic life that I had growing up, there was always an understanding that grandpa wasn't just sleeping, he was actually drunk or passed out. And, you know, I don't think when kids are growing up with substance abuse um, in their home, there's there's not like this one big moment where all of a sudden the thunderclap happens and you're like, oh, my parent is drunk, not napping or having a headache or whatever. And, you know, I don't talk very specifically about my parents' uh journey with substance abuse, mainly because that's their story to tell and not mine. But suffice it to say, I grew up with a parent who um, was an alcoholic and is, I'm so grateful, is in recovery now. Uh, but that was very much a part of what defined my childhood, and my response to that was to try to be the perfect kid. I mean, you know, straight A's always could do everything right the first time and and even if I couldn't, I hid it because I wanted to be perfect so that everyone would just be happy. Um, so I very much stayed away from substances, um, alcohol in particular, I was scared to death of it. I stayed away from it. I was the designated driver. I pretended to be drunk a couple times at parties, but I was, you know, I held all the hair back as friends barfed and drove them home. And then when I went into college, I became a drug and alcohol peer counselor. I like I I knew the biochemistry of it and I would have to go and, you know, sit in a frat room, uh, common room on a Sunday morning and talk to the frat kids who had gotten in trouble for having a kegger the night before. And I was uber dork in, in college. Um, and then I didn't start to have a problem until, uh, with alcohol until I was in my 40s, actually. And it really snuck up on me. Um, and it's also really hard to admit that something you tried to stay away from your whole entire life has snuck up on you through some deep, dark back door that you didn't even know was there. I think the first time I realized I might have a problem, I was living in this tiny, tiny little apartment right near a Trader Joe's. And it was just so easy to go get some two buck chuck and, you know, have a, have a bottle of wine. And then suddenly, you know, the bottle of wine with dinner became the, well, I'll have one to have while I'm making dinner. And then suddenly that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. And I and couldn't write a drink the at the same time. That didn't work for me. I'm, you know, my <laughs> Drinking was slipping away from me. My control of the drinking was slipping away from me. Do you think it's bad if I'm having drink at the end of every day, but I really, really look forward to it? sometimes there are questions that are posed they don't really want an answer they just need to be put out there and that's when I started to realize I was having a problem but that was 10 years before I really um, got to the point where I, I realized I had to stop the night of my very last drink um was my mom's birthday and we went to go visit my parents and a friend of mine who'd been my best friend since i was three flew in and i hadn't seen her in a long time and that night at dinner she refused a glass of champagne she said all of the worst decisions i've ever made in my life um, were related to alcohol and i've just decided it's not worth it and then we had a really lovely evening and then somewhere later that night i i disappeared Mentally, uh, I blacked out. And apparently, it was pretty bad. And my husband took me up to bed. And my father came up first thing in the morning. My father, who had had an alcoholic father, who knew what that looked like, he said, I know what an alcoholic looks like. And you are an alcoholic. And I said, I know. And I started to cry. And I said, I'm going to go to a meeting tonight. And of course, I'd already scoped out all the meetings because that's what you do when you're pretty sure you have a problem. And I'd been lying and saying that I'd been going to them anyway. Um, And my dad left the room. I ran into the bathroom and I threw up. And uh, that night I went to my first meeting. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out March 27th from Lemonada Media. Hey, Lemonada listeners, we want to hear from you. You know we love our sponsors for a ton of reasons, but one of the main ones is that they help us keep the lights on. And there's a really easy way that you can help us draw new advertisers and hear ads for things you're most interested in filling out our quick anonymous survey at lemonadamedia.com survey. By just answering a few questions, you can help us find new brands to connect with and also share feedback about show content you'd like to see across the network. And to sweeten the deal, once you've completed the survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Visa gift card. I promise the survey is short and sweet and will help us play ads you don't want to skip and also keep bringing you content you love. Just go to lemonadamedia.com survey. genetics are not destiny. They are about 50 to 60% of the picture. A lot of people simplify it all the way down to genetics are 50 to 60% of the picture. And then trauma is the other part of that that really can can make everything click into motion. And I don't think it's quite that simple, but those are two really big parts of it. So the But the good thing is that if you know that you have a genetic predisposition to substance abuse, and it's not like we have one gene that we could, you know, just go, oh, let's get rid of that one gene and it'll all be perfect. But it's good that I know that my kids have a 50 to 60 percent chance, you know, they're 50 to 60 percent of the way there, because our conversations are about that. They're about the fact that, look, It looks different for you than it does for everyone else. And here's why I'm telling you that you need to delay. So having this information while it's scary is so useful. If I know that summers, for example, are the period of time when kids are most likely to start using substances, then I'm going to make sure we talk more during the summer. Um, We could see this stuff as scary or we could reframe it as giving us some control back to tailor our conversations with our kids based on what kids' actual risks are. I used to have a column in the New York Times called the Parent-Teacher Conference, and one of the columns I wrote was about what in the most receptive moment they could think of what my students would have needed to hear from an adult that might have made them pause before they used And all of it really, interestingly, comes down to giving kids real evidence-based information and giving them a little bit of faith that they can make some good decisions around that. And I know that sounds like a huge leap of faith, but it really is, you know, scare tactics don't work. Um, You know, the just say no stuff doesn't work. Uh, There are some things that work. And one of them is providing the information so that they can see, oh wow, when I say, when someone, when that girl told me that everyone's doing it, um, that's not actually true. It's, it's actually only 59% of kids who are drinking by the time they leave high school and 24% who drink by the end of eighth grade. It's not everybody. Um, and giving them refusal skills and giving them what's called inoculation theories gives them ways to to rebut some of those arguments. So my kids are now 22 and 17. My 17-year-old was in a biology class two semesters ago, and uh, his teacher said, do your parents ever talk to you about substance abuse? And my son was like... Does my parent ever not talk to me about substance abuse? But the problem that what we've found that's been really challenging is there were a lot of things that I did wrong with my older kid. I believed in that myth of moderation that like somehow I could teach my kid, like the Europeans, I could teach my child to be a moderate drinker if we let him have a little bit of wine from the time he's young. It doesn't work. In fact, it has the exact opposite effect. Um, it, it, it raises a kid's chance of having some substance use disorder during their lifetime, and by the way, Europe has the highest rate of alcoholism in the world, and so it's not really a myth that we should be perpetuating. The problem is, now I know that, and I also know that a total prohibition on drugs and alcohol until the kid is 21 is actually the best messaging to send to a kid so my older son had a little more permissive sort of like okay well you know here's how you have a sip of this have a sip of that we know you're probably gonna try pot and so blah 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 but now my poor 17 year old has to have you know in our house no there's no drinking and there's no alcohol before 21 because here's what's happening in your brain not because I said so but because here are the very real reasons that these things are going on in your head. Um, Here's what's happening in your brain. Here's how uh, pot affects the hippocampus. Here's how alcohol affects the connections going on in your brain and the wiring that's trying to happen right now in your brain. And your brain is uniquely vulnerable to the environment right now. So I would be a bad parent if I gave you any other message then. Just as they say that there is no safe amount of alcohol during pregnancy, and I totally abstain during both pregnancies, just as we assume there's no safe amount of alcohol for us to give infants in the first two years of life, I am of the opinion, after doing all this research, there is no safe amount of alcohol in an adole- or drugs in an adolescent brain. It has an effect on the brain that's much more dire um, in the short and long term, and if you just wait until your brain is finished developing somewhere between your mid early 20s and your mid 20s the risks go so low i mean for so many drugs there is so little risk to them but as an adolescent that's just not the case If you want to know more about me, you can always go to jessicalehi.com and you can follow me on Twitter at @chestlehi or on Instagram at, at @teacherlehi. Thank you so much for listening to Good Kids. Good Kids is a Lemonada Media original. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Associate producer is Alex McCohen. And Keegan Zemma is our engineer. The show is executive produced by Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Theme music is by Dan Malad, with additional music courtesy of APM Music. Check us out on social at Lemonada Media. Recommend us to a friend and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to submit a show idea, email us at hey at Until next week, stay good. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jose Andres. Maybe you know me from my restaurants or maybe from Wall Central Kitchen, the organization I founded to feed people after disasters. Well, It's time for you to know my podcast, Longer Tables. Each episode, I get to know fascinating people in the most intimate way, through food. Stacey Abrams, Jojo Ma, Jane Goodall, Padma Lakshmi. I will answer questions from listeners too. Join me in building longer tables, not higher walls, whatever you get your podcasts.